Chaos. That's going in the trailer. That's going in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I have a story. We got to start recording because I want to tell you something, but <laughs> but we have to get your this is how information is now conveyed in the yeah. house. When it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then up it's in up. A, a circle. Throw that ass in a circle. circle. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that ass in a circle. Okay, we ready? Hold on, I'm just pulling up. Nick, Nick's are you going to shut the fuck up this time until are we you introduce you? Shut up. <laughs> are you going to be quiet until your introduction? Not knowing what the little green light next to your webcam even means. Having your hair smell like herbal essences blue. Sending thank you notes covered in glitter and marking your territory on people's hands that way. Seeing a service animal and touching it even though you're not supposed to. Hugging the people you love. Eating the skin of a kiwi. Welcome to Crazy Hot. A podcast about what makes us all so So fucking hot. Hello. We're crazy hot. And so are you. I'm Eileen and I am finally wearing clothes that fit me after like a year of only wearing sweatpants. And oh my God, it feels amazing. And I'm Lauren and my dreams have really been affecting my daytime moods. Wow. Have they? Mm -hmm. In what Mm -hmm. way? Um... No matter how ridiculous what goes on in my dreams is, I wake up with the emotional toll that it is real. Wow. Yeah, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Like what was a recent dream that you had that took an emotional toll on you in your living life? Um, That our guest today was licking somebody's armpits and kissing their (laughs) armpits in front of me. And I was like, that's not okay with me. Oh, my God. That's horrible. I also had a dream the other night that um, that my boyfriend Joshua was being really mean to me, and I don't really remember what he was doing, but I remember like sort of waking up like at in the morning and being like, "You were mean to me in my dream." <laughs> Wait, okay, can I go back to the thing you were saying about your bra the other before we started recording? You mm-hmm. were talking about your infinity bra or push-up bra, bombshell Victoria, the bombshell, bombshell Victoria's Secret bombshell bra. I used to have one of those, and I used to wear that, and I also would wear another bra over it because Jenna Marbles said that was cool. I like, know that video in 2010, by hard Jenna Marbles who look like. Yes crazy hot trash all the time (laughs) yes and um yeah people were really shocked by like how enormous my boobs looked due to that but it I mean it was all it was like three two-thirds padding I want to say um but you know the things we do for the trends yeah I've never been really like a a boobs you know out Mm -hmm. person like that's not what I get looks on the street for what so, do you get looks on the street for do you think your gorgeous this face? face and this ace this face and this ace and i like to think <laughs> my personality um you do have i feel like you do have an aura because you're very meredith blake you're very like a stepmother like regal stepmother mm-hmm. and i think and you're very tall and i think that people probably would look at you walking down the street looking like that even without your boobs or your butt showing that's right they'd be like look at that angular face wait do you remember when we were talking on on um another guest's pod and mm-hmm. she was saying about like people have rat faces or mouse faces yeah 
and so you have a rat face and I have a mouse face mm-hmm. and people just, and I think rat faces, people are more just like, Voomph, like they just stare at your rat face, you know, but like in a, in a good way. Yeah. I think some, some rat, I mean, it's not a delineation between like you have an attractive face and you have an unattractive face. It's the, yeah, it's like the angularity of your face. Yes. Um, the dim- the yeah, like both ratio. are, both are gorgeous in their own ways, but mm-hmm. I think the rat ones are very like attention grabbing. Cause they're it like, Whoa, be. you have like a face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, that's, uh, what I say I would usually ride on for attention, mm-hmm. um, which I need to survive like water over a shark's gills. Um, but mm-hmm. when, when I wear my bombshell by Victoria's secret bra, like I wore it once when we went on a bike ride and, I was just feeling, I was like, we're going to a brewery. Like, I want to look mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, I have a handgun license and <laughs> I love <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So I wore this big yeah. bra and I was like, whoa, uh, this is like carrying like something really shiny and crazy on you. The bombshell bra? Yeah. When you have your boobs yeah. like, all pressed up, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if I love this. Totally. I have amazing boobs. She does. And they're enormous. And yes, they're giant. And you know why? Because I prayed to Jesus Christ when I was eight years old to give me big boobs. And that is proof and she got of his it. existence. And I got it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Because Sorry. guess what? If Jesus hadn't intervened, you would be able to look at the family and be like, small boobs, small boobs, small boobs. Yeah. But yeah. Jesus took right. the wheel on this one. Jesus took the wheel and he said, no, Eileen, you are my chosen child. Mm-hmm. And I think you deserve to have your wishes granted. Like I think you want, what, what at eight years old made you want <clears throat> giant boobs? Those always seem like a big hassle to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really, I can't tell you. Like, I remember in, in high school also people were like, Eileen stuffs her bra, which I didn't, by the way, people like there was a rumor going around that I would stuff my bra. And at that point, I didn't, I didn't have big boobs. I was like a skinny little 14 year old. And I was, and I, I've thought I was like, so cool. Cause my comeback was like, um, if I stuffed my bra, don't you think I would make them bigger? Which of course <laughs> everyone was like, wow, that's a really good point. wow he that put him right into submission okay he's getting a little antsy we should probably we should probably introduce him and stop talking about our goddamn selves yeah oh typical women of us Mm -hmm. well crazy hotters listen our next guest is a poet laureate he is a genius he is a handsome man he is a kind man he is from outside of Boston. He lives in New York City. He's an improv extraordinaire. Maybe you've seen him around. He got a Lloyd callback that he doesn't brag about, so I have to brag about it. Please welcome to the pod, my number one love boyfriend and the person who shares my home with me, Nicholas Curley. Woo, oh, Nick Curley, welcome. Yay. Whoa. How- Whoa. What a crazy and hot introduction. Mm-hmm. Thank you both. And I'm sorry, I apologize for my giggles, my background <laughs> after enjoyment of the program. No, it's okay. We, uh, made, we made you wait for a really long time. We were really chatting, chatting. We did. Well, I was laughing and recalling it. Uh, it took me back to like fifth grade. I remember that was sort of when uh, my fellow chaps would start talking about, they were like talking about girls and stuff. And 
they were like, I remember this one guy, he was like, are you a, a boob man or a butt man? And I was like really thrown by this question that I hadn't put that much thought into previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mom worked at the Chestnut Hill Mall at the Filings Department Store, which <laughs> meant I spent a lot of time at the said department store. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it just, I remember walking around and seeing a bunch of mannequins wearing lingerie and what have you and pondering that question to myself of am I, uh, do I prefer the boob or the butt? Of course, I preferred the entire uh, person and package, but now <laughs> until today, I, now I've learned that I'm a facial angularity. Ooh, uh, that's on this very program. You to Lauren. So I've learned something already. Mm-hmm. In addition, but would to you say giggles. that your but would you say that your boobs are butt? Wow, you've answered this to me before, by the way. Right, probably. Uh, you know, I think cultural, like culturally, I think we've moved past boobs and into the, into the butt. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. But the butt is having Megan a Megan the Stallion. Right mm-hmm. Yeah. She's really, she's done wonders for the butt. And I welcome it. I think that's probably my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, over. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's so, it is so fun to listen to a show like in the five minutes before you're on. And I even enjoy that on podcasts <laughs> that I listen to when you hear someone giggling or making a little church mouse uh mm-hmm. sound what have you that's like uh that's so fun because it feels like you're in the recording studio with uh aretha franklin mm-hmm. Whitney, wow. elvis <laughs> yes something of that sort where people are murmuring about and frank Sinatra's like hey you put that cigarette out or i'll put it out in your eye that's what i felt <laughs> like just then did he say that in the recording oh. session it feels like something he could have said yeah, yeah i don't think he, he was aggressive did. right I think he had a bit of a temper, yes. Yeah. Like he would I feel come like to he me was... at Pharaoh's set and be like, I'm watching you. Yes. He famously, <laughs> he did famously <gasps> like stalk her on the set of oh Rosemary's Baby, a movie that was probably stressful enough to make yeah. without your uh, angry alcoholic husband. Wow. Uh, eyeballing you the whole time to make sure you don't hook up with anyone else. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I feel like he was sexist and racist and in the mafia, right? Uh, at least two out of those three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Depending on the day. You guys, if you guys I know, I can't even Frank... tell you which two out of three, but I think it's like two out of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you or guys know, if you guys know if um, Frank Sinatra was <laughs> sexist or racist or in the mafia, please email us at crazyhotpot at gmail.com. We would love to send know. in your letters to PO. And in your letters, yeah. In your letters, please. Wait, I actually do have a PO box. Should I say it on this? I might not have it by the time I might be moving. Anyway, um, I mean, I'm going to be moving, but I don't know where. Anyway. Um, thanks. It's because my lease is up here June 1st. I'm kind of sad because it's like an adorable little cottage that my landlady is literally raking the yard right now. She's mm. so cute. Um, okay, so Nick, we have one question for you. Quick question. Why, Why are, you are you so hot? What is it about you that makes you hot to other people? Physical, mental, otherwise. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Well, it's a... <laughs> well, the answer, was the, the answer was the phrase, holy moly. Mm-hmm. No, was that uh, you pretending you didn't know we were going to ask that? <laughs> the I No, I should have seen it coming because I'm a fan of the show. I'm a listener of the show. Mm. Not just because it's recorded in the home <laughs> that I share with one of the co-hosts. <laughs> I would enjoy it nonetheless. Mm. But um, I, you know, wh- what it makes me think of actually was like the first time 
I was even like told that in a weird way or like in a sort of offshoot way was it was like the end I remember it was the end of high school mm-hmm. and my friend Phoebe was hanging out with some of us and we were driving somewhere and she was like you know I was talking to Natasha the other day and we said you know who's gotten really hot Nick Curley <gasps> and it was like mm. it's still many many moons later Res- rings out into the stars as a moment that I one remembers in your teen years. It's like very interesting that like you hear that and you're like, wow, so mm-hmm. I, maybe I wasn't before necessarily, but mm-hmm. now I am. And like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm doing differently or what's changed. Mm-hmm. Is it the shampoo? Is it the, the shampoo. Uh, trips to Cambridge for vintage clothing? Those are things that it could be chalked up to, but maybe mm-hmm. it's just that you're more to what you were saying earlier, comfortable in your own skin, comfortable mm-hmm. in your own mm-hmm. clothing, mm-hmm. Uh, rocking what you're rocking. And that was like a big, you know, coming from a guy whose mom worked at Filene's, wore a lot of brown vests, wore a <laughs> lot of questionable jeans, mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. to really sort of figure those things out <laughs> as I went, develop a mm-hmm. personality as most mm-hmm. comedians must. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, that sort of stuff, like, uh, it became much more, uh, later in teen years, I guess you would say. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, really appreciative to those people who like recognize it early and are able to put that out there in a way that's so sweet and lovely. Mm. So what is it now that about you that you think is like that? What's that quality? What's that je ne sais quoi that you have? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. I you know like it's like a curiosity about the world perhaps Mm -hmm. i think you got to pay attention you got to know got to into it what people are saying and uh feel a little bit of that i think because it's uh it's like chemistry it's like you gotta you gotta be in there and listen you know listen intently i think that that Mm. that, I, i qualify some of that with that as well yeah and maybe it's also a, a degree of oblivion i think a lot of hot people are not aware that they're hot that is so true so true yeah that's part yeah. of the reason that we kind of started this podcast being the premise that it is was there are so many people who are just doing their own thing and mm-hmm. you're like whoa 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 mm-hmm. that's super hot they're not trying to in a world where we can all try to be hot by like putting on a filter posting selfies which is absolutely like necessary and required Mm -hmm. um, in the best ways. There are so many people that you see in person Mm -hmm. in the middle of taking their groceries out of a store and you're like, Mm -hmm. got it. Whatever you're doing, you've got it. And you're not dressing, you know, for it. My college had this anonymous message board where you like people could post whatever under like and you didn't even have the same screen name every time. You could come up with a different screen name every time. Mm -hmm. So there was Mm -hmm. full anonymity. yes and people i like people started posting these lists of like who's hot like who is like literally like like so toxic actually but i love it it's wild that this was happening in your college everyone was yes by the way i also went to a uh fairly progressive (laughs) hyper like hippie art school oh my god and like uh, people who are now wait were you there at the same time as lupita nyango yes oh um, my god did you have classes with her 
like a little bit, but um, phenomenal yeah. actor uh, even then. And it was like, oh I remember seeing her in this like Susan Laurie Parks play that my friend was in. And uh, it was like, oh yeah, this is uh, a brilliant, like famous person. Wait, Nick, can you get us Lupita Nyong'o for the pod? Cause <laughs> I would die. I would <laughs> yeah. die. She used to come into the restaurant I worked in all the time. Oh I mean, my God. Casting director directors and directors. <laughs> she had little snacks and whatnot little snack with a costume um, director and she was very nice uh although i have had friends who worked at the public theater when she was doing a show at the public who mm-hmm. said that her needs to get into a headspace mm-hmm. which again like let's run this through the filter of if it, if it was a man we would be like oh okay you know uh, yeah what, how much would we allow yeah absolutely but they said she was a quite high maintenance she was like get out of the theater everyone including people who have to be in here to set up for an hour and wow i'm not saying thank you and whatever you know i've heard she's been a little high maintenance but she was very sweet when i met her well i'm putting it out to the universe that lupita nyango if you want to come on the pod you're Mm -hmm. totally welcome and also yeah, because we're not sure ahead. if you're nice and please speak we're not sure and we really want to find out and i want to believe that you are answer these I saw challenges you. answer these questions mm-hmm. answer these questions and also <laughs> you're being simultaneously invited and perhaps called out mm-hmm. and perhaps called out but <laughs> no you, know, I, you have to be nice but you don't have to be nice because you live in a in a body marked female okay help us yeah. out we're here, confused here. and um, Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. We totally interrupted you and derail because of Lupita and Youngo. <laughs> we, we got starstruck. <laughs> I really we got starstruck. Tis tis a uh, uh, quite a bombshell to throw uh, to call back to the mm. bombshell bra. Um, oh my the, god! Yes. Um, the thing that I was just going to say about that super quick was everyone's hot list was so mm-hmm. different. Uh, mm. And by the way, a few of them probably included Lupita and Youngo at the time because it was like people were obsessed with these other like local like on campus superstars mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. just captured the imagination for whatever reason mm. um and it was like so weird to see everyone else's subjective idea of who hot who not are mm-hmm. you just putting yourself on there are you just putting your pals mm, that's you what have, i would do <laughs> do you have a crush on that's, the yeah gender? i would definitely put all of my pals and i would absolutely write the the exact name of every single person i thought was hot i would not care but i would use it to lift up my friends for shizzle are you the type of person eileen that when you think someone's hot like you get closer to them because I'm the yeah, type of person that yeah. will ignore you. Like if if I think you're hot, the number one way you can tell is I don't talk to you, I don't look at you, and I ignore you. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's how I behaved like in middle school, Lauren. Mm. And um <laughs> since then, yeah. <laughs> since becoming older, um, mm. yeah, definitely the second I think someone's hot, I'm like, I have to be their best friend, I have to get them to like me, I have mm. to talk to them like every chance I get. Um, it's really bad. I would say also yeah. because then it just makes it harder when you have a crush on someone to like overcome it kind of if you're like actively trying to get them more involved in your life. Um, but I'm trying to stop that. I mean, I haven't done that, you know, since COVID because how would it's it, there's already too much pain. Yeah. Um, Nick, who who are people that you put on your hot list at your college? Oh my God. <laughs> I did not create one, I must confess, though I was always like, a friend of women. That did not stop me from scouring the message board to be like, (laughs) oh yeah, it's Papa's time. Did you see Um, your name on it? 
Yeah, you must have been all over that. I think I was on like maybe one out of the dozens upon dozens that were created because I... I feel like I kept kind of like a low profile in college, more so than in high school, even where I was like, make them laugh, make them laugh, she'll be do wah, wah. And then like in college, for some reason, I was like, I must put aside foolish things Mm -hmm. and become a literary theorist of Mm. semiotics. Mm. I must attend French literature classes. I must smoke a cigar in the woods while walking a dog. (laughs) And it was truly, it was, I was much more like, I was not like, Put that old spotlight on me, governor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, was, oh, Eileen, that prompted me to just ask, have you ever had the occasion, and this is, I'll open this up to the floor. Eileen, mm-hmm. uh, so Eileen, yeah. Lauren, <laughs> Lupita. <laughs> Lupita, uh, if you want to email uh, us. If you, uh, presumably you're listening. Mm-hmm. The, uh, have you ever had the experience where you, let's say you, um, you did not pay any attention. You, as you were saying, you you shut these people out who you think you are hot. You don't give them any time of day. You ignore them and they're a bit uh, perhaps cold, callous. Uh, mm-hmm. And then did you ever find out years later or like, you know, a while after that maybe they had feelings for you and you were like, wow, je regret. Uh, I, you know, or those cases of mistaken identity of sorts where both people think that neither is interested and then it turns out they both were. Um, actually, yes. When, again, this was in middle school and I was totally in love with this boy. I don't want to say his name in case my high school um, jump truck, classmates, jump truck, come we'll truck, call we'll call him. And I was absolutely obsessed with him and I never spoke to him. I was terrified to even like look him in the eye because I was like 11 years old, but I like totally had a crush on him. And I, okay, this is actually so funny. I'm about to confess something like on national a podcast <laughs> um I like wrote this note and I like slipped it in his locker and it was it said something cryptic like you know um whenever I see you in the lunchroom like I like my I get butterflies or like something weird <laughs> like that I'm like very cryptic not saying me. who I was like not not signing it and being like purposefully like super weird about it and I like put it in his locker. And then the next day he went around asking everyone, like, do you know who, ref- who left this note? Do you know who left this note? Mm-hmm. And then later in high school, we actually dated and I still would deny that I was the person that left the note. And now I'm finally admitting that it was actually me that left that note 17 Why years did you later. Deny it? Why did you deny that? That's um, sweet. to have a little secret for myself. Ooh, <laughs> just have a secret. That's bad. Um, but now I don't have that. So fuck, I'm going to have to come up with a new secret. So anyone from high school, if you're listening, just email us. Let me know who you think it is. You, you might know. Um, crazyhoppot at gmail.com. <laughs> Nick, where did you grow up? I am from uh, Newton, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. in the heart of Metro mm-hmm. West Boston. You want to talk about people, like, if you're shocked by Lupita, the people who went to Nick's high school mm-hmm. are like, what? John Krasinski, E.J. Like, oh, Novak, oh, yes. like so many fucking so stars. Oh my god! And then this star right here. The uh, yes. Mm. Wow. Uh, oh yes, true that. Yeah. Um, who else? Eli Roth. Wait, director. were you guys in the same class? No, because you're not like 38. No, no, no. <laughs> they're uh, <laughs> yes, considerably. Yeah. He was um, part of the Newton Rat Pack, which is all of The Office and Eli Roth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh and yeah then there's i think there's other people probably from much further back there's a lot i mean there's tons of 
folks, Amy Poehler is like sort of from around there. Mike mm-hmm. Birbiglia is sort of from mm-hmm. around there. Wow, um, wow. Well, I'm, you know, Lucy if any K, of them like- famously uh, fell down a well and died is from Newton. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and thank God for that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, any of those people, like we would have them on the pod. I'm not like as excited about them, but no. like, sure. If, if they're bored, yeah. But yes, uh, yeah, it was a cool, it's a cool, it's like a bedroom community of Cambridge. So you like draw, mm-hmm. you go in a lot of our like romantic uh, who hotness moments were predicated on like taking the subway into the city mm-hmm. drink and mm-hmm. being like, we're 14. So we're going to drink espresso and it's going to blow our minds and we're going to do things and say things that we never thought possible. Yeah. Nick was wow. always like, he when we're out and about in my hometown of Albany Mm -hmm. he's always like what was your favorite coffee shop growing up what was your favorite (laughs) like um local movie theater what was your favorite and I'm always like uh what poetry slams did you attend a guy that we called monkey man got hit by a car and died over here like I didn't go to a fucking coffee shop (laughs) I played the sims and ate bologna Dude, that was so and that too. Uh, that Yo, I and that him. and from and from that uh, baloney, uh, one of the world's great flowers blossomed. Oh my god! Oh, by the way, listeners, Nick and I are like heavy duty in love, obsessed mm-hmm. with each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Bigga bigga, love future <laughs> bigga bigga love. Yeah, I, y'all. <laughs> yes, we are uh, bigga bit. We are Gullah Gullah Island. Gullah, we are bigga bigga love. Gullah Gullah um, Island, bigga bigga in love. Mm-hmm. And we are, yes, and that for your Zoom viewers or your social media uh, video watchers getting the full effect of the hotness, uh, that is why we are in the same room and uh, not masked. Although both... Uh, but you're vaccinated, vaxed. both of you, right? That's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm partially vaccinated. You're half vaxxed. Oh boy, do I feel like shit. Really? Yeah, that's why I was glad that we rescheduled to today because <gasps> I felt so sick. Oh, no. I feel better today, but I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I got the Pfizer one. I mm-hmm. thought the second one was really bad, but I guess based on our friend um, and podcast guest Felicia Blum, mm-hmm. uh, in young women, the first dose of Pfizer has been really knocking them down a bit. Wow. That's yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And the second I... one too. So. <laughs> I say this not even as a PSA to get vaccinated, although yes, of course, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think another thing that makes one feel hot is taking care of your business. Like when you Mm -hmm. have those sorts of, and you're like, so liberated by it, you're so put emotionally at ease by it. How about that? How about that puts a little swag in your step? Mm -hmm. And suddenly people are saying, look at that face and look at that ace. Hopped up at the bands, turned my swag on. Nope. Time I was gone. I looked in the mirrors. It was a Beyonce. You're welcome anytime. Lamborghini <laughs> truck. Lamborghini <laughs> truck. Wow. Speaking of making money, mm. we, Nick, I'm We're sorry, so sorry Nick, about this. There's a dark, dark underworld to our podcast that mm-hmm. we are chained to uh, irrevoc- irrevocably. Mm-hmm. Capitalism? Uh, yes. Yeah. We're stuck in capital, uh, hedonic capitalism. When we get what we want, we just want more, more, more. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we've had to take some pretty spicy sponsorships. Uh, this one's a little bit more highbrow, but uh, nonetheless embarrassing. And I'm sorry. Here we go. 
Tired of your parents who breed chocolate labs spending all their time on their dogs? Get your master's degree in psychology from the University of Pittsburgh online. If your parents breed chocolate labs, then you definitely live in Pennsylvania and qualify for state resident tuition pricing. Having parents that think it is cool and good to repeatedly breed puppies and sell them for thousands of dollars means you have seriously freaked parents and therefore a lot to unpack. Remember when you had to miss your baseball tournament to help deliver a a litter of puppies that your mom then named after the judges on American Idol? Talk about trauma. Get your master's degree at University of Pittsburgh online and stop the cycle of being a weird dog breeder kid in its tracks today. Note, if your parents were openly obsessed with the It's a Small World ride in Disney World, you were also eligible and qualified for this program. <laughs> oh, we're so, so sorry, sorry about, about that. that. That is it's so annoying. Humiliating, I, honestly. Humiliating. Thank you for accepting our apology yeah. anyways so nick i want to talk about uh, you have some serious leo energy do you have leo in your chart anywhere that's a not that i'm aware of i'm pretty libra scorpio oriented i believe mm-hmm. with a dash of taurus wait do you I know am... the exact time and place of your birth i do <clears throat> okay wait i'm gonna look but it up tell online the story right now of your, tell them the story um well oh so my this is uh a hotness origin story mm-hmm. uh uh when i was born they um my mom went into labor they gave my dad some or scrubs to like put on just so he could be in the delivery room and around there um <laughs> walk around and they had him put walk <laughs> around out. pretend to, other deliveries pretend to be a doctor yeah. do surgeries uh <laughs> tell people they're dying mm-hmm. so um the, <laughs> your test came back and you do have it uh, uh, whatever it is you give me you do have it have. and the test came back Total yeah. just bluffing your way through <laughs> mm-hmm. that situation we're gonna need to take it all off now uh they gave him <laughs> a locker to put his clothes in mm-hmm. and to change so he here's a locker takes off his Listen, stuff it was the late 80s you got uh, everything they gave you a <gasps> yeah. car a locker <laughs> you, could smoke I mean, on shit. you could smoke on Probably planes not. um so he, you know, takes off his shirt, takes off his watch, takes off his pants. He puts all the stuff in the locker. He dresses in the other stuff. Uh, they go upstairs mm-hmm. after a few hours of labor. Sweet little old Pookie is born. Oh. And um, meaning you, meaning me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Not the other baby that you refer to yourself as sweet little Pookie. Yeah. Um, so the doctor slaps my tush and says, all right, uh, uh, time is 858 p.m um so then they hug me they love on me for the rest of the (laughs) night and then the next morning um when my dad is going downstairs uh goes back to his locker uh takes off the scrubs puts back his stuff on puts on his shirt puts on his pants puts on his watch and he looks at the watch which has stopped at 8 58 p.m wow that's some heavy heat coming into the world and that is is how you know talk about is like when you come out in on an improv show, yes, you're strikingly handsome. Yes, you're energetic. Yes, you're a comic genius. Yes, you're 6'4". But you come out with a Lior style energy that's like, <laughs> whoa, look at me. Some great things are gonna come out of me. Like I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be your guy. It's kind of in a play when like the supporting character who's always like the funny cool one comes on mm-hmm. and you're like yay this guy's back this play mm-hmm. was getting boring mm-hmm. yes Ooh. that's how i feel about you so that's why i'm interested if you have any lear i don't know if libra wait so <laughs> what, what's your what's your birthday 
September 23rd. 23rd of September. What year? We'll bleep it out if you want. Oh. Yeah, I'll enter it in the chat. Don't say your birth year. Yeah, don't say your My social security number. Not for any other reason, because I don't want people to steal your identity. My baby. But um, no, that's very interesting. Yes. And that's very interesting because I... Um, oh, and I was born in yes, birth town, uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Nice. <laughs> Lauren also just put <laughs> into the chat dick size XL. Which, <laughs> if that helps, that actually is that one of the questions. Logically helps. <laughs> that actually um, does. So the I very much identify with being because of the September twenty third. It's right on the cusp of Virgo and Libra, mm-hmm. but it's more far more so he on was, the libra side of things yeah it's uh the 23rd of the month so i always very much relate to being libra or it's always felt like it's made sense to me mm-hmm. because it is well it's weird because it's the only one that's not an animal i believe i think it's that's the scales a i think you're right it's the scales it is the scale a banker did you it's say? A, it's it, a is, town it is a, it is of it's course the town local the credit of city bank <laughs> wait you guys um, I'm really sorry to do this. I'm about to literally pee my pants. Um, can we come Let's back? And, can I come back in two minutes? I'm and when so we sorry. come back, more come back. On my more. dick size. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, play up by Cardi B. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Play up. up. up, up. <laughs> Alexa. Alexa. Let's do a call. <laughs> Wait, Nick, let me tell you your rising and stuff. Oh shit! Wow. So your yes, son is. I looked in... this up recently. Oh, you uh, did. Okay, l- wait. Let's see if it's the same. Because mine I says. I remember it though, because we had to look it up. We I took a, a wonderful class with the great improviser Devin Ritchie, and as oh my God, part love of Devin. our <laughs> as part of our wait, uh, introductions to each other when mm-hmm. we was oh, yeah. atten- when he was taking attendance, uh, he had us uh, give our our sign and i guess whatever it is our rising and what's the other one something moon 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 yes and i think i was like maybe a libra libra scorp or something to which he said nobody's perfect and then <laughs> <laughs> in a delicious well this is what my site my impenetrably always correct website called astro.com says mm-hmm. it says that you're a libra sun which we knew you have taurus rising and yes. your moon is in Virgo. Oh, oh baby. Okay. Yeah, Nick was so excited to fucking shed his Virgo identity because he realized, hey, I always thought it was Virgo, but I'm actually technically a Libra. I'm so mm-hmm. happy. Virgos suck. They're controlling. They're mean. Mm-hmm. They're too mm-hmm. detail-oriented. I love Virgos. I here I was, Virgo is hail. Virgo is my hail. Being like, bitch. Oh, I, had, I knew nothing about them Virgs, truthfully. Mm, very mm. very little i just mm-hmm. i was like i know virgin come I'm gonna, on this is the virgo theme song and i'm quoting a tiktok so don't come at me i'm not <laughs> claiming this as my own but this is literally the virgo theme song they're doing everything wrong and i'm so mad at them why can't they see how i'm doing everything right i'm doing everything right i'm so tired that, that is absolutely yeah, yeah, accurate. Yeah. Yes, that accurate. The person on TikTok who did that. It's so good. Accurate. Um, for Libras, it's all about being scales. It's all mm-hmm. about you're kind of. Um, I, I think of 
the nice way of putting it would be empathy. It's like, it's supposed to be empathic mm-hmm. in terms of um, being able to intuit the wants of others, to mm-hmm. take stock of uh, fairness in kind of more of a, uh, not just a personal way, but in like a globalish way. Uh, the mm-hmm. downside of that being that it's like uh, decision-making then becomes slower because mm-hmm. you have to account for what others want. Mm-hmm. You have to really like uh, research the situation and, and make like uh, the right decisions. Uh, Libras so are notoriously up, bad at making decisions. Because they want, that, they want that balance. They want mm-hmm. to balance them scales, which is why a lot of them become like lawyers, judges, mm. therapists, stuff like that. Town planners. Um, scale... <laughs> giant scale makers at golf courses yeah Yeah. scale makers for my 600 pound life oh my god wow what a job you know i gotta get my dr nazarian impression down yeah i think that'd be a good one to have in your wheelhouse yeah i should really i think i'd get a lot of auditions with that yes (laughs) wait nick i feel like just for our listeners um we need to know a little bit about you like what's your job what's your passion Mm -hmm. what's your like meaning for life what's your like joie de vivre etc yeah I thought I knew what it was until I uh, heard about this master's at the University of Pittsburgh. And now, wow, it's okay, too so expensive if you're not in state. Oh, speaking of which, do your parents do your parents have a date night, but they go to the same shitty restaurant every single week, and then your mom has to watch your dad kind of weirdly flirt with the waitress that always serves your table, but he tips her really well and he pretends that he's helping her out. Go to the University of Pittsburgh and get your master's degree in psychology because that's stupid and gross. Figure out what's fucking them up. Yeah. There you have it. Okay, there's one of two. And, there's one of two. In the process that your mom named your dog after Simon Cowell. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a good name, I right. think. I think that's a good name for a chocolate lab Which... too, but I don't think that Katy Perry, whoever the country artist or... Lionel Richie. Actually, Lionel Richie's a good name for a chocolate lab, too. Mm-hmm. Because they're kind of like little lion boys. I Lionel's love nice I name. love pets with... Um, oh, my God. I have a cat named Lionel. I'm not lying. My family has a cat named oh. Lionel. It's nice because the lion's in the name. And I think... Yes, and like he's an lo- orange cat. Yeah. I love cats. I love I love human names for pets. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have I want to have a pet, a cat or a dog named Derek. Or, like, <laughs> Marianne. Like, I, I knew think a Weimaraner named... I knew a Weimariner named Derek Jeter. It kind of takes away from the Derek nice. part, but yes. yeah, I'm not honestly. I like I was born and bred to hate Derek Jeter because my family loves the Red Sox and hates the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Like my mom would like. Um, my sister got my mom a Yankees towel as like a gag gift one time after she moved to New York and my mom put it in the chicken coop for the chickens to poop all over it. She hated <laughs> it so much. Um, it was quickly burned in effigy. Also, your it, mom is honestly, truly, yeah. your mom is like a Julianne Moore, like gorgeous. Yeah. Wingland's like. And she's like, I won't redhead. stand for this. No, I won't stand is... for this. This is going to be pooped on by my chickens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's doing like Wiccan spells on St. Patrick's Day to curse every player on mm-hmm, the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. And she probably broke up J-Lo and A-Rod, to be honest. Check in Honestly, I will. I'll ask her. So, um, so Nick, yeah, you... tell us about your life. Tell us about your job, your passions, your um, dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess passionately so you know i just i i'd be on that hilarious uh comedy tip as everyone else's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i enjoy uh making observations mm-hmm. 
Observational comedy. Love observational it. comedy. I enjoy rolling up my sleeves like Seinfeld. Um, mm. Then, no, but the, yeah. So it's all that stuff. I mean, certainly do a bunch of improvisation, mm-hmm. write a lot of stuff on the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're a writer, as I understand it. You're primarily a writer. That right? would be, yes. That was like the origin story. And it's funny, like, as I was saying about college and then sort of subsequently coming up in this like, brooklyn book world like literary world it does have this interesting effect um john hodgman once called it like the because he was a literary agent before he became a comedian on the daily show and other stuff and he described this feeling of um becoming he wanted if it's like if you wanted to become a pastry chef and Mm -hmm. then you like you get into your head like if I become the president of the United States, then they'll let me bake any pastry that I want. Meaning he he wanted to be, he was like doing things in comedy. He was writing funny mm-hmm. stories or like working with a lot of comedians on their books and stuff like that. So he was like, t- like peeking his head into the world of comedy, but in mm-hmm. this sort of slightly roundabout way of like books and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I definitely it was like, I, uh, I worked for Barnes and Noble for a long time in this mm-hmm. sort of social media, uh, website, digital world where you're like interviewing interesting writers and talking to them about stuff and making like videos and eventually even kind of like a little bit of podcasting with them. But, mm-hmm. um, didn't you have a, you and Hillary in your Tinder pictures? Oh, Chelsea Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea Clinton like came and did some wow. event there. Yes, there's so you meet. Yes, you do meet like um, lots of people, and it was. But it was like I did definitely have this thing where it was like gradually starting to interview more and more comedians about their. It was like anytime a comedian mm-hmm. was like writing their memoir, I was like, I'll take that assignment to mm-hmm. talk to like uh, Andrea Martin or mm. Bob Odenkirk or mm-hmm. Martin Short or someone. Like Wait, that. have you interviewed Bob Odenkirk? yeah very very. oh my god because he did like a book with mcsweeney's that was just comedic essays and interviewing him was totally just an excuse to be like hey can we talk about comedy Mm -hmm. and i just sort of but it was like also just like quoting things back to him that he had said in the past so i think he was like appreciated it but then it was also just like this both is and is not entirely about the book that you're Mm -hmm. writing Mm -hmm. um and yeah and like still totally love bookie books totally love Mm -hmm. that world a lot of super funny people come out of that like brooklyn book Mm -hmm. blog scene he's still locked up in the brooklyn book scene you know that rap (laughs) no what is that what is your daughter locked up in a brooklyn basement oh uh no i I don't know that by biggie smalls oh i told you guys to memorize that song i'm sorry I had to um, learn so many sides for like 12 major auditions I had. So you just can't getting memorized hypnotized by Biggie Smalls. Actually, Actually this is I should though. Another slight segue of this of like another thing that I was doing kind of in college that was of this world was I was a DJ at a uh, low powered like FM station mm-hmm. in Northampton, Massachusetts. What was your and name? Uh, DJ Thunderlips. Mm-hmm. Thunderlips. <laughs> wow. Uh, a tribute then, many years ago, to the now rightfully canceled Hulk Hogan, uh, because Thunderlips oh, was his yes. character in Rocky Three, uh, and it just nice. sounded like you would have like a fun DJ name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, why is he canceled? Wait, 
Uh, I thought that Gawker was canceled for showing his ding dong tapes. No, mm. I, I, I mean, there's feelings the about both sides, tapes. but he was much more the in the wrong tapes. because the issue with the ding dong tapes was not the ding dong. It was that he used the N word and a lot of very racist epithets oh, and language yes. throughout. In sex time? Uh, the video contains him talking to his, uh, first of all, he's hooking up with his, I don't know if it was infidel necessarily, but he's hooking up with his friend's wife. I don't mm. know what was going on there. And then... Um, his friend was Bubble the Love Sponge, a different radio DJ, mm. callback to radio mm-hmm. DJs, mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, uh, said a lot of bad stuff. Anywho, well, being yes. a radio DJ was mm-hmm. also this like weird back end opportunity to do comedy where it's like I was playing. It was actually a very hip hop oriented show, but it was a lot of dance music. It was called Having a Party. It was on Sunday nights and it was this way of sort of being like the weekend's not over yet, everybody. Mm. So it was like playing mm-hmm. a lot of uh, basically just fun music that I liked, but it was like, in theory, you could put this show on at a barbecue or at a uh, at your home and like actually have fun with people. Mm. So, um, and then so do you gradually, th- sorry, go on. Oh, do you think that you want to be like a new, like a new age John Hodgman type? I think that's a, that's a wonderful uh, aspiration. I think that that's like- Josh great... loves John Hodgman. I, yeah. he's very funny, but Josh loves him a lot. I think he's a super fun guy and sort of combines yeah. a lot of things that I enjoy and like, um, and certainly, yeah. So there are these different ways where it's like you slowly infuse a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. comedy and character. Like I started doing characters on the radio and like mm. stuff like that. There was just kind of this like tiptoeing your way in and people like start to dig it because 16 people are listening and they're like I can't believe he's going to this much trouble of like mm-hmm. rifling a piece of paper to make it sound like he's in a helicopter right now um, wow so it's that's like commitment very stuff. yeah so that was definitely a part of it uh and then even like the you know coming in from this place of where people are reading less and less poetry but more like uh, short stories and things like that mm-hmm. through this Brooklyn literary world. A lot of like very Brooklyn nice, book scene. Yeah, a lot of very the nice Brooklyn people there. Scene. <laughs> Super nice people there. Really wonderful people there. A lot of emo hotties trying to steal my man. A lot of yeah, mm-hmm. certainly a lot of emo. Before hotties. I knew him, don't think I wasn't watching. Uh, but also a very, in many ways, a very self-serious scene. A lot of people who are like gravely serious and just kind of um not necessarily like there or i'll just say this there are some uh comedians where let's just say the bar for what is comedy is low Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're reading it from a piece of paper at house Mm -hmm. it works um yeah so the and that's totally you know there's there's a there's a lot to be said for doing those and like doing funny essays and stuff like that Mm-hmm. Um, but gra- I think a lot of that, though, even those people eventually sort of realized like, all right, I'm seeping my way into working up the courage to do stand up or getting on stage in some other form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So do you, and you do do a little bit of stand up? You've done it a couple times, right? Oh, yeah. 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 No, I definitely, I do, mm-hmm. I do it like off and on forever. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. fun to, fun to get up there especially if you like have something that you're actually like working on and mm-hmm. i think post pandemic it's something of course that like i think uh everyone now has really reassessed what they're mm-hmm. about and they're like boy i cannot wait to 
go do four open mics because mm-hmm. <laughs> an, mm-hmm. in, an mm-hmm. evening because that's been taken away. And of course we appreciate it more now. I don't think that everyone feels that way. Fair. <laughs> you feel that way. Maybe. Yeah. No, I'm not but looking for a lot to, about yeah. people, not, not dr- going to four open mic. I mean, people that don't want to before who felt mm-hmm. like they had to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. saying, I don't have to go to four open mics just to be around the campfire, just to be like, Oh, mm-hmm. that person's mm-hmm. everywhere. They must like, that is part mm-hmm. of their merit. But some people like that and some people want to, and that's, you know, power to them. That's fine. That's a super, I wish I yeah. had that. Yeah. I, I wish I could take out the domestic need for me to go home, mm-hmm. cook my own dinner and recharge. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. then you could have a blast. I mean, you live in New York where you can do that and you can walk there and have fun. And it, it's like a movie that takes place all in one night. Yeah. So. I mean, and that's part of the appeal of New York is that there's this like, you know, it's a city that never sleeps. Everyone's mm-hmm. just like hustling and like going crazy and never resting ever. But, um, and you know, uh, some people will still be like that post pandemic mm-hmm. and that's, um, you know, good for them. I think I'm trying to incorporate more rest into my life because that, I mean, I was just like dying at the, at the end of right before the pandemic hit when everything was still full throttle. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's I actually signed more, up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The option to sort of uh, choose their own adventure because mm-hmm. exactly. I think a lot yeah. of this, I would certainly hope the the best of this digital stuff that's happening now just gets integrated into and I think it will. Routines. I think it will. And also, I think now there's going to be more acceptance and more like, you know, people are going to understand more if you're like, no, you know what? I have to go home and like rest. I think people will be more yeah. like, yeah, you know what? Definitely. Instead of being like, no, you got to hit, you got to hit all of those open mics as much as you can. Like, I think people will be more accepting of that. Or to go in the middle of the road and say, you know what? In the summertime, I love to have on my denim shorts and my flip-flops and walk through the mm-hmm. east village and hit a bunch of open mics and in the winter mm-hmm. i don't like that and yeah. there's great classes at the squirrel i take four of them at a time and yeah. when i can't i take none of them for months and yeah. months and it mm-hmm. doesn't mean i'm dropping off the scene yeah but nick if you want to go to four open mics a week post pandemic by all means don't let lauren stop you yeah i'll just be raising our child she'll just be raising your child don't let alone. that stop you hey <laughs> totally kidding they don't have a child (laughs) as i'm racking in please i gotta rack in the bucks at these open mics baby you don't understand speaking of racking in the bucks he has a very cool professional also life that he spins while he's also spinning all of his incredible comedy and that is in the publishing world Mm -hmm. yes and that's uh that's an awesome like uh way to balance out all these things as well and to go do a set somewhere at 12 30 or go do an improv mm-hmm. show uh late in the evening and then maybe not necessarily uh eat multiple slices of pizza and drink mm. multiple beers as uh 20 something me was prone to do so are you are you like are you working in a like are you working on a manuscript that someday you're gonna show to your boss and be like please read my manuscript you know is that why you're in publishing oh hell yeah no i mean that's not why i'm in it but the um, but you'll do that because why not use your oh yeah no i i have yeah i uh write fiction i write nonfiction and um uh show that to people 
on the rings and mm-hmm. it's level you know that's like a really fun part of it because you just i mean if nothing else you just, it's like working uh at an agency and or some you know production company in entertainment where you develop an understanding of like how you present yourself what people are actually looking for mm-hmm. uh what types of projects are faring well in that biz mm-hmm. at this time um so that stuff is like all pretty righteous and then it's like uh you know um it's interesting it's been interesting to have this job in quarantine for sure and to strike that balance between um the things that your your creative endeavors you're working on and working on the creative endeavors of other people and that sort of advocacy that you do for them uh because what i do is a lot of like advertising and social media stuff Mm -hmm. so it's really fun to talk up other people's things and think about like what's something attractive that i can design for them Mm -hmm. uh but then you gotta then in, in the wee hours of the morning you tinker you write your own stuff and you think about like what what uh how you can apply what you're learning to your own work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally totally scrotally it's cool to see nick ingest media books he told me when he was a, a kid he would spend a lot of time upstairs with his five disc changer stereo um just listening to music and cataloging it and writing about it right or or putting it into some sort of organized thought Oh yeah, mm. for sure. Yes. And that was, yeah, that definitely comes from like that desire to really know, like know a lot and like have an encyclopedic liberal arts knowledge of things. Right. So it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like super fun. And I think that that is fantastic. That has, you know, it serves you well because you have a lot of influences. You have a lot of like stuff that you can draw from and think about in the world. Uh, and then I think for me, I think sometimes I also have to like strike again, the Libra balance, the mm-hmm. face and the ace. He was a Virgo like two years ago. So just take that <laughs> with the Yeah, ball. yeah, no. totally. Libra all day, every day. Yeah. Um, the face and the ace, put them both on the scales mm-hmm. and balance out your life because you, it's great to ingest all, you know, watch all these movies, read all these books, mm-hmm. listen to every album. Look up the Wikipedia page for every single movie, mm-hmm. actor, yes. author that you and, see. And, and every highlighted thing on their pages. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. but that is also what uh, some people have called the agony of influence as well, where you, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, you see so many people doing it well that you can then be a little be a little bit bashful about putting your own stuff oh my god literally my life Mm -hmm. literally my life it's beaches every single night do you guys know that tiktok song no (laughs) oh my god so funny (laughs) okay um yeah sorry that you that just really spoke to my soul because that's so true i feel that so much Mm -hmm. sometimes you got to turn everybody else off and say uh i'm putting my eyes on my own paper Mm -hmm. that's actually amazing how good you feel when you don't go on social media and then it's like, why am I addicted to it? Why am I addicted to the suffering of comparison and watching <laughs> other people succeed when I'm not? Like, it's not that I'm not succeeding. I'm actually so successful. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have like a million dollar ad from the University of Pittsburgh. We're online. so succeeding at this point. We're so succeeding. But um, yeah, it's absolute torture to just like go to open Instagram is to die honestly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can quote me on that <laughs> you know what it's so re- it's so redundant it hasn't been like it was etched on her grace on yeah. instagram, yeah. is, to instagram is to die on her crypt that was merch 
that's it's our new all merch. the same shit like it yeah it's not giving me novel stuff mm-hmm. it's giving me like 14 year olds wearing cow print jeans people being like when you're 30 you dance and you have a big ass kitchen and then like crossfitters did Mm -hmm. i design that algorithm myself yes i did yes do i like to look at it yes has it been the same and only degrading in quality and diversity over the last three years (laughs) a hundred percent hundo p yes okay instagram sucks it's like it really sucks it's the Mm -hmm. same shit over and over Mm-hmm. it's so dumb it doesn't even have like any animal content because i've like no, edited out of my algorithm you can there's so much animal content on tiktok though there's i feel like so i'm getting much. tons of animal content. oh did you yes. see the one with the dog and she dials the phone on his paw and then she puts no. it up to his dumb little face and it rings <laughs> and he goes Ooh. the was, <laughs> that's yeah. that's one of my these are all favorites. readily available on yeah. tiktok readily available on tiktok the yeah, my feeling about that stuff is always too like, how can I make like, I, what is the, what are the ways to really make this fun? And usually it's like, if I'm feeling down about what other people are doing and comparing myself to other people, like probably the best way to snap myself out of that is actually to like, find like take people who I really enjoy and really admire their work and like praise them for it. Like mm-hmm. comment on their stuff and celebrate what they're doing mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. it more like, positive in that spin to mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. not be like well why don't i have what they have what they're doing mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. uh there's like that vibe the other thing is i remember years ago talking to this very cool woman who uh rachel fertilizer is her name she worked i was gonna say Lupita tumblr Nyan. she was like uh Love. like did a lot of stuff at tumblr and um and how long did you date uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick, oh, not a once i was talking to my friend no my beautiful, and gorgeous, talented friend gorgeous who I friend used to and... in who I used to penetrate. Yeah, but no <laughs> such. Like, how long did you Absolutely and your friend not. date for? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Okay, not sorry, sorry, Rachel, for disrespecting case. you like that. Yeah. So, real uh, <laughs> <laughs> estate. Um. So the but she said something I think that was very steward was like talking about this in a very interesting way one time where she was saying you know it's like if you don't if you're feeling really dejected by what you're seeing on social, mm-hmm. you can change your feed. Like you can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like put some stuff in there that makes you happy and maybe mute some of these people who are not mm-hmm. making you happy mm-hmm. and you'll be having a different experience in that case. Oh yeah. Even as we all have to contend with the increasing force of advertising mm-hmm. and algorithms controlling our little faces. And people and being like, look at this. Like, now look at this (laughs) now look at that um there was calvin klein or something Mm -hmm. that had ads in the scary tube that you have to go from 14th street when you have to go through that scary tube Mm, yes 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 so there were calvin klein ads and they had like indigenous people and they had people of color and i was like you know be so and it was really pivoted towards look at how woke we are Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what would be a cool thing if you put your C-level executive list on the corner of that ad and mm-hmm. said, we've highlighted people mm-hmm. of color mm-hmm. um, who work at our, our company, C-level executives yeah. Yeah. that we've scouted out yeah. and um, bridge the horrendous gaps of mm-hmm. this country's history. 
then I would be like that ad sticks because not only right. are you paying a model one time to represent your company, you have people who are doing the work in, mm-hmm. inside of your organization permanently past this ad campaign. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, fuck them. Also, yeah. yeah. Not just about what we're doing to not get in trouble as a corporation, but about right. true representation mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. uh, exactly. power structures. That's an ad I could get behind. And then I'd buy Calvin Klein, not from TJ Maxx. I'd buy it from the Calvin Klein store. Yeah, Before man. Your move, of University Goodwill. of Pittsburgh. Yeah. University, <laughs> move, University of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. If you're <laughs> taking a lot of heat in the sad <laughs> A lot of no, very unfair people. You guys, since we're spitting straight facts, I think we should move into our advice segments. Absolutely. Um, because Nick is so knowledgeable and wise, and um, he has an yeah. amazing for those of you listening who can't see him, he has an amazing, really full mustache that is like, you know, some people are like, Oh, I have a mustache and it's just like kind of wisps. Not this one. It's no. it's a bush in a row on his lip mm-hmm. it has uh volume and circumference it has, i realized yeah. that it's like i when when i kiss a certain someone mm-hmm. pause for a bit, uh that like it actually pushes up like as a tumbleweed <gasps> would roll mm-hmm. down a well wow. a wild west wow. road mm-hmm. that's an image mm-hmm. and um, you know what i'm like looking for a little tag that says trident trident because his mustache has layers Layers like layers. Shrek, like an ogre, like an onion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine Shrek with a mustache. Guys, if All you right. know how sh- tall Shrek yeah. is, like for a fact, please email us. Like, crazy please email us. Because someone the other day was like, he is as tall as Shrek. And we were like, how tall is Shrek? Yeah, you yeah. Think five, we seven, but we're not sure. We think five, seven, five, seven might be generous. I feel like more like five, 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 four. We'll Isn't see. Isn't he taller than the human characters in the film? Mm, I think that's all an illusion. It's tough because you only <laughs> see him around Princess Fiona and, and the donkey, Lord, Lord Farquaad, who is uh, yeah. A oh, so they're person. supposed to be small. A mm. don- donkey is, of course, petite. Yes, uh, he shops in the petite section. Now, sure. um, I did just explain what petite means in women's sizes. So now Nick is making connections all throughout cinematography, like donkey from Shrek is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shrek and that's how be- it works when you learn a new word. It's mm-hmm. like now you see that word everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, let's move into our first letter. And um, first letter again, Nick. I say this every time, but I'm gonna say it again. Don't try to be funny. Turn just it off. Answer. She just turn it off. For she goes, Can you cut the shit, please? Can you cut I the crap stop. and just give some honest honest advice sincere advice oh oh wow somebody worked in a restaurant Mm. i'm doing a little foley work on the side for the podcast Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. okay lauren you right you're reading my reading glasses on hold on oh wow Mm. okay meredith blake am i a parent because Mm, (laughs) i'm gonna gonna get your Mm. I'm going to get your little lizard caught in this trap. That's right. Float me out into a lake that is this Mm -hmm. pajanus. Dear Crazy Hot, I can't stop staying up till 5 a.m. Every time I get it under control one day by going to bed at a reasonable time, I ruin it the next day by staying up all night again. My sleep schedule is completely ruined and I'm not sleeping enough at all. I love staying up late by myself because I crochet and watch my favorite show so peaceful and I don't want it to end 
but I always regret it the next day when I sleep too late and miss something important or get up early and can't go back to sleep. What's something I can tell myself to convince myself to repeatedly go to bed at a reasonable time until my sleep schedule is back to normal? Sincerely, always tired. That's a really good question. Nick, mm-hmm. take a whack at it. I'll take a whack. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, I certainly relate to this. I uh, have been a bit of a night owl uh, all my life. I mm-hmm. always feel that way. I think my uh, my mom is that way. That was like something that we had in common totally where it was like, let's chat like little jaybirds until mm-hmm. like two in the morning. Yeah, your but- mom can hang. We watch mm-hmm. HGTV until like 2 a.m. once. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and my, you know, that's, uh, there's like, there's pluses, there's interesting parts. I certainly, I dig the night. As, and I think it's, I think the night is weirdly an integral part of New York City. Also living mm-hmm. here, there's mm-hmm. like, I think it's a night town for sure. Because um, you can't see all the trash and like the exposed ball sacks everywhere on the edges <laughs> of your eyesight. It's yeah, the one yeah, time you get a break from the exposed ball sacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not just, Listen, they, if you've uh, taken the one to Forty Second Street, you've seen someone. You've seen a ball sack, red pink ball what a, sack. Mm-hmm. What a relief! Mm-hmm. These can <laughs> these strewn about cans. I can't even tell what they are. They look like little uh, ornaments it's to me. In the as do those nut sacks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I relate to this for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I even think there's something about the night that is very like uh, meditative. Can be very peaceful in that way. It's a reconciling, a rest that peace begets. How many times do I have to say it? Yes. I even, I read this and I'm going to get this so wrong, but I think that in Europe and especially like in London years ago, like, you know, centuries ago, it was not uncommon for people to go to bed earlier, like go to bed maybe around eight or nine, then wake up around midnight, 1am, where people would like socialize, they would like smoke if you like had to buy, you know, a pipe or something to smoke. Uh, or they would like briefly go outside to like say hello to neighbors um, or frankly they would uh, make love that was like a bit it was like strange people's sleep uh, cycles their circadian rhythms is that what it is yep. are uh, they were just different at that time because people just woke up like would sleep for a few hours and then have a little uh, break ski wasn't it called something that hour I might be the origin of the witching hour they're you know we're really throwing a lot of irons in the fire here i have some but, facts i i do know i read uh wow every time i go to say ariana huffington my brain gives me two different names gloria steinem and gloria Estefan. i always i'm like no brain no brain third time ariana huffington she wrote a book about sleep which is a fantastic book and she talks about that waking up in the middle of the night to be advantageous because you had to stoke your fire you had to check for predators it was not safe to be like passed out essentially sleeping for eight hours straight because yeah, i feel like time, it was called like second sleep or, or something yeah yeah second yeah, night it was too so that carried into stoking a fire back in that time mm-hmm. um and then the smoking and the sex and the you know trading beans and all that stuff mm-hmm. you were talking about so what's your what advice can what you advice? give to always tired about their sleep schedule well, I think we can recognize that perhaps we are in a moment right now in time where we do feel that there's a wolf at the door. There is sort mm. of this like predatory air mm-hmm. in the world going on right now. So it's probably not uncommon for people to be saying, hey, I'm just going to uh, stay up a little bit, watch my favorite show mm-hmm. and make sure that uh, uh, no crazy uh, ghosts come after me, mm-hmm. a.k.a. 
COVID-19. COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, or the impending return to the world. So understand, <clears throat> yes, understand the time that you're living in, understand that this actually is pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, I think going to bed, a lot of it for me is also like getting into that bed, giving yourself some nice, what are uh, pleasurable things that you can do? Light that candle, make mm. it romantic actually. And I don't even just mean romantic sexually, but romantic mm. or intimately, but I mean romantically like make it artistic make it mm. fun to go to sleep mm-hmm. uh, make it That's another nice. project of sorts where make your bed so then you can unmake your bed to get into it like yes opening mm-hmm. you've got those lights you you know maybe you're even if you can maybe you're bringing a little bit of the show into the bed maybe you're reading something maybe you're just jotting down your thoughts of the day Mm -hmm. or um you know all those put on some Enya that works for Mm -hmm. me get in there just sort of get into that place where you're looking on the cliffs of the old shire or wherever Mm -hmm. Enya uh records and there you go (laughs) oh yes yeah get get in that Ornoka flow Mm -hmm. and uh make it fun just like make it a pleasurable part of your mm-hmm. life by the way you can crochet and watch tv when you wake up the next morning and you, you might still crochet. enjoy that meditative space mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry <laughs> next face like it's so pissed it's like how fucking dare you we'll just uh i'll say this sounds like this person might be having some sleep rebellion Mm-hmm. which is the day's done but you want that last bit of control you feel like mm-hmm. you this is my time for control it's my free time right and it's mm-hmm. always kind of been our free time when you get home you get to choose something for mm-hmm. yourself and if you don't feel like you're getting enough during the day hours at night you're like i'm gonna get one more thing out of this day from mm-hmm. Mama, from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you are rebelling against sleep against giving up the day letting it go mm-hmm. you're trying to wring out one more thing you're trying mm-hmm. to get one more ounce of control and it does not fit the 24 hour rule, which is you're telling your future self, suck eggs. I'm going to go mm-hmm. to bed when I want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. not making an agreement with your current self and your future self to say, I want to stay up late. Okay, well, I'm mm-hmm. going to feel bad if we do. Great. What if we stayed up until 2.30? Mm-hmm. What if we went to bed a half an hour or 10 minutes earlier mm-hmm. every day and just paid attention to how it felt? And at the end of this, we can choose what feels best. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. do, don't do it as a permanent, I want to do this forever. I want to be the perfect sleeper in the future. Just say, let's see what feels best because obviously something feels super good in the moment and then mm-hmm. feels really bad later, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a finger trap, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's all really great advice. Really good advice. Thank I would you. say that um, I don't really have anything to add because I feel, I feel for this person. Um, so maybe even I'm going to take a little bit of that advice. Hmm. Take and, it. Tell us how it's going. Take I will, it. and I'll report back on. Problem? I'll report back on season two of Crazy Hot. How I'm feeling. Yeah. Um. <laughs> thank you guys. That was great. That was perfect advice. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Perfect. Um. Thank you, Nick. Um. Okay. Great. Let's move on to our second letter. Okay. I'm very excited for this. Dear Crazy Hot, 
let me paint a picture for you of a roommate from hell, someone who uses your bed when you're vacationing. She opens all of your bath and body works lotion tubes every morning and leaves them all lying over the bathroom counter. She invites over first dates from Bumble and somehow gets in huge screaming matches with them that last well into the night. She even peed in the Vitamix blender during the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) You guessed it. That's me. You've read one of my letters already on the show and your advice worked well. Oh, I'm so curious. So I'm hoping you read this letter and can help me again. My roommate is ready to kick me to the curb, even though my daddy cuts her a fat check every month for my rent. I explained to her that I had to use her bed for a self tape audition where I was playing a rich Dracula and her bed (laughs) is the only one. A Dracula, not a vampire. I used (laughs) I used old fake Halloween blood I had left over from when I dressed up as a crazy rat giving birth. I put the blood in my mouth and threw up because it had curdled. Then I tried to wash her sheets, but I couldn't because I didn't want to miss smorgasburg. Oh yeah, I like I like smorgasburg. <laughs> Andrea was really mad, but she didn't have to yell at me about the lotion sniffing. Oh, oh, did she didn't have to yell at me about the lotion sniffing? I have damaged nostrils because I tried to invent a spin-off of the TV show Hot Ones where famous actors eat increasingly spicier buffalo wings. I love that show. On my show, I invent I invited local men who hang out in front of our blocks bodega to try increasingly more sketchy cocaine I procured from different dealers that I know. It really did a number on all of us. And I ended up with really damaged nostrils from it i also run yeah that sucks i also run out of time to take a shower before rushing to my job at crunch fitness crunch it's the sound bones make (laughs) okay a little plug for crunch there so i need to use andrea's lotions to correct my body's ph so i smell better but it's really hard for me to smell just one and be done about peeing in the vitamix that was because i really don't agree with the unapologetic and toxic stance the nfl has taken in the care of its players and its handling of the kaepernick fiasco and black lives matter agree college athletes should be paid i wanted to show my descent toward the super bowl toward the super bowl party so i made goopy margaritas which is basically my pee plus a siggy's french vanilla yogurt (laughs) crazy hot can i live with one of you signed need a studio but daddy says no wow Wow. i'm a lot to unpack there nick what do you have to say to margarita um nick what do you have to say to anita studio but daddy says no anita studio anita studio and a rich dracula Mm -hmm. two great people um the you know i think with a lot (laughs) with some of these letters (laughs) that i i imagine you get sometimes people they may be asking for one piece of advice and they need to hear another Uh oh um so it's (laughs) frankly uh anita your studio issue is not the issue is not the concern mm-hmm. here. I think yeah. it's one, you know, you're putting yourself into some dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. Your hot ones in cocaine. You shouldn't have done <laughs> your, that. That's not your, a good idea, Anita. Your, uh, you're mixing up your urine in a Vitamix. Oh my God. Make there's a margarita. Um, there's <laughs> Wow. Which is a revenge drink that you made up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she's she's doing all of this stuff and her roommate is complaining. So basically she's just she's not asking if she can how to change her behavior. She's asking if she can live with one of us because she wants to continue this behavior. So the short answer is no, you can't live with no, us. Yeah. Short answer, no, you can't live with us. You can't live with either of us. But please Nick, continue. Yeah. Um the and you know, even having this much 
fake Halloween blood around mm-hmm. sounds mm-hmm. like a problem. <laughs> sounds like that should be uh, mm-hmm. just uh, uh, Marie Kondo that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it might bring it might bring Anita joy though. I mean, based on mm-hmm. the personality traits that they're demonstrating, <laughs> having curdled Halloween blood to use at her mm-hmm. disposal might might yeah. actually condo style bring her joy so i don't know if she'd get mm-hmm. rid of that mm-hmm. you know in that sense i think it's um uh maybe this advice even goes out to her roommates who have made a liberated decision here i just want to endorse the decision that they've made because i think we've all probably lived with room a variety of roommates i've mm-hmm. lived mm-hmm. in something like a dozen apartments in my time in new york city yeah uh mm-hmm. which is obscene but mm-hmm. um I'd like to move but I like to move and shake. And, you know, I even, um, I lived with someone like Anita, who was also an actor who mm-hmm. did auditions and stuff like that. Um, who, and they were like very sort of controlling about the um, the hours that people could keep, even though, if the, even if those hours were like 7 p.m., if they were doing something related to acting, it was mm-hmm. like, very lockdown vibes in the apartment oh i know oh no um i knew this person um and yeah did i have schadenfreude when this person was then uh, a supporting cast member on what's been called the worst netflix original series of all time yes wait what is it what is it just just uh, type well, it in the chat i'd, type it in I'd the love chat. to uh yes we'll we'll throw this in in the uh uh director's kit the, yeah, uh, and the Patreon. The, the deleted scene for the mm-hmm. Patreon, yes. In the Patreon, we will dox every single person that we speak yeah. badly about. Yes. For a mere $200 a month, you can learn <laughs> who, and this, co-harass who this clown really yes. was. Yes. So, um, the anyway, this, this is all to say that uh, it can be, frankly, the most liberating choice is to, in some cases, move and actually just mm-hmm. extract mm-hmm. yourself from these situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds like in the case of Anita develop some healthier habits focus focus if you're gonna like look if you need to focus on any of these things maybe smorgasburg which for your listeners who are outside of the new york city area that's a in williamsburg and i believe elsewhere in brooklyn now mm-hmm. uh they mm-hmm. prospect park is one spot but they've got the it's a bunch of mm-hmm. food stands it's like mm-hmm. a little outdoor food court and type it, of vibe it's a play on the word smoke <laughs> bogus in williamsburg yep. smorgasburg you got i are you sure it's not trying, smorgasburg smoke bogus no i looked it up it's not smorgasburg oh, okay. it's smoke bogus <laughs> okay my mistake yeah <laughs> they workshopped it as smoke get ass williamsburg mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they said we smoke that ass Eileen, do you have any advice for this, uh, for Anita Studio? Well, I would say like, okay, uh, so obviously Anita's behaviors are very problematic, but I would say if they want to continue these behaviors, you need to get a studio and you cannot subject other people to this behavior. Like, yes, you need a studio. Daddy says no. Okay, then you have to afford one and Mm -hmm. you have to make that happen for yourself because you will never live peacefully with with roommates when you have this behavior. You just won't. And, um, so if the line, like, first I would say go to therapy and like fix this, but if you are not willing to do that, then I would say you have to move into your own place and you just have to find a way to make that work. Um, and parlay some of these interests into a career perhaps. Yeah. What neighborhood yeah. would acting like this really you know, play into your hand? I get an OnlyFans. I would say get an OnlyFans. Uh-huh. People might be into this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would pay very well for it. So, you know, I think. 
the, I think that would be a good place to start. Um, and maybe yeah, I, some, I'm I've sorry also, to interrupt, but maybe no, there's someone there, maybe someone, you know, uh, is in contact or has worked with a real Dracula mm-hmm. and could, yeah, uh, give you put lessons. you in touch, give you an informational interview with a real Dracula, a rich Dracula. Mm-hmm. A, a rich, rich Dra- Dracula. Well, yes, I meant a, a real Dracula, but also mm-hmm. a wealthy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, failing that, become a cocaine dealer. It sounds like you know a lot about the different varietals. Yes, become like a Walter White, um, but don't die. And uh, spoiler alert, Walter White dies. Mm, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> spoiler alert, sorry. Sorry, guys. The show's been out for spoiler a while. Spoiler alert, the heat miser wins. Not mm-hmm. The bra was not the only bombshell of today's episode. That's right. Was, we should put a spoiler uh, also, at the very top of this episode for um, that we will spoil the end of Breaking Bad um, if you watch this. But if you're floating around being like, don't tell me, don't tell me about that show. That's it's so I'm sorry. Yeah. That's like the ended, most annoying. It ended in 2013. Like you have to Sad. also like Dumbledore. Like, do you dies. not know yeah. if do you not know if like Clay Aiken or Ruben, Ruben Stuttered, Stuttered <laughs> won? Because let me spoil that for you. I actually don't know who won. I know that Clay probably... Aiken died at the end. <laughs> Clay Aiken actually passed away during. Oh my the god! And then Jesus came back Christ! To life. No, Ruben <gasps> Stuttered won. Uh. And that's why that university. Wait, Ruben Stuttered won? Yeah, but then Clay Aiken went on to a beautiful Christmas song. Yeah, I feel like Clay Aiken was the favorite, wasn't he? Yeah. But Ruben Ruben was, I don't think America was ready. Was ready for a like Clay Aiken at that time. I think too homophobic on a mass voting scale to be like, is Clay Aiken gay? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I never followed it. I just Googled it right now. I don't know, guys. I, mean, I might be blaming that uh, in a misguided way on homophobia, but I also was like- No, but no, I, I can this. see that. 100%. Ruben yeah. Stuttered was dope. Yeah. But then Clay Aiken went on to like a big career and Ruben Stuttered is- I mean, if totally. you are Ruben Stuttered, and can you please email us and tell us what you're doing? Yeah, please. Ruben yeah. Stuttered, uh, <clears throat> please email us, crazyhotpot at gmail.com. So yeah, that's my advice. <laughs> I do appreciate uh, every <laughs> every famous person who's come up who has had a little bit of shade thrown at them in the course of the show. Uh, it, a nice button is put on at the end of "Would you like to please, email please come on as mm-hmm. a guest of the program or just yeah, become we're a not, pal?" Yeah, you know, like we still love them. We're absolutely except for you know I'm qu- kind of iffy about John Krasinski and BJ Novak could take it or leave them both honestly they're like almost too famous you know mm-hmm. um I'm actually totally kidding I would totally have them on the pod I was just trying to be funny and clearly it's not working so please John Krasinski and BJ Novak come on the show <laughs> please. um Guys, okay so have... yeah that's my advice sorry that's, go ahead Lauren that's really I mean that's really good advice I think yeah, I would go with your advice, Eileen, of like, why don't you big brother yourself, put mm-hmm. a bunch of Nest cameras in, mm-hmm. and then people would love to watch this debauchery and chaos mm-hmm. unfold as you just try to live what you would uh, rationalize as a very normal life. Like, clearly, you have all of your intentions very firmly backed and squared away, mm-hmm. but you end up mm-hmm. doing things that on paper look really troubling. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an OnlyFans account. Yes, absolutely. Get an OnlyFans. Front to back. Um, I am going to take a quick break to go pee pee in the potty. Go pee pee and then we'll come back and we'll do our we'll lightning, do our lightning round. rounds. Hello. Hello. Oh my God, I feel so good when I pee. It feels, it just feels amazing. So good. I know. 
When you have a key out, out and about, like when we go on our walks, and then I do, I'm like, I actually have no more worries. Mm. <coughs> Bless you. Oh my God. Thank you. All Wait, right, what Nick. do you mean? You, what do you mean you have no more worries? Because I, no I have to pee all the time. And it's like, oh, you know, same. It's same. It's very frustrating and sometimes mm-hmm. embarrassing because you go from place to place and they're like, no bathroom, no bathroom. Sorry, we don't have a bathroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wish. I honestly want to make like a catheter that you can do at home for when you have like a ba- body suit on or you're going out clubbing or like mm-hmm. for pride um, that for you can catheterize sure. yourself. And it actually also keeps you warm because you have some hot pee. Totally. Um, you know, I think that is the good thing about living in Maine is that it's really easy to just like pee on the side of the road. The woods, where, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. actually cannot do that in New York City. I I've do. done it like one. T- I've done it one time at night between two cars. Yeah. Um, when. when- yeah. Biden won and we ran through the city. Um, we came down, we were upstate and we came down and ran through the city and got schlit. I ate a Boston cream donut from Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. and I peed like three in three different public places and it was awesome. Nice. It's so, it's so liberating when you're yeah. just like, I don't care. I'm going to get a little piddle in my pants, but I'll, I'll be free. I'll be free. I'll be worry free. <laughs> <sighs> okay sometimes you gotta Nick. spill some blood sweat and tears mm-hmm. That's are we right. back we're backers and are you hot. ready for your lightning round question are you ready Hoo-hoo! ready as yeah. i'll ever be knowing okay. the kind of hot soup that's thrown around these parts oh my that's puppy. righty righty okay five four, four three, three two, two one go one. level PB up and j or grilled cheese uh grilled cheese as a vegan even are vegans good people yes uh, what hour- <laughs> oh d- d- no further explanation required no no, <laughs> no. what Lightning. hourly rate would you accept uh, to work at a combination kfc taco bell what hour i'm sorry what hourly rate would you accept to work at a combination kfc taco bell uh adjusted for inflation the current uh minimum wage should be 20 dollars an hour so uh, i think we should all uh march in the streets for that agree opinions on worms Pro, doing a lot of good work in the old uh, soil. Mm-hmm. Mm. How many questions are you allowed to ask? As many as it takes. <laughs> What's your to get, go-to? <laughs> to get the answer I need. <laughs> Absolutely. What's your go-to Among Us avatar color? Go-to Among Us avatar color? I enjoy something. It's tricky because you want to be bright uh, mm-hmm. to be a little pop and lock and mm-hmm. you know uh show people where you're coming from mm-hmm. but then i also am like by being brighter by choosing yellow or orange mm-hmm. am i opening myself up to being and stabbed you more are often? and you are i think are so okay so what is what is your preferred color for now uh yellow and frequently stabbed okay cool how many bottles are in your shower Ooh, I'm gonna I'm be rocking right now. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. I have a lot of shampoos that are like mm-hmm. that have like one shampoo left in them that I'm just hanging yeah. on to for uh, when the revolution comes. You count to four in Spanish and then start a different. <laughs> so, so, so four is that the answer? No, mas. Probably like six bottles of stuff. Six, okay. But it, like four of those truly are like. A very, very Almost small empty. amount of shampoo. Yeah. Oh, tenemos 20 botellas. Mmm. Bien. What's the weirdest <laughs> thing about Lauren I should know? The weirdest thing about Lauren that you should know is that... <laughs> is that... 
She's squeezing her boobs together. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, one thing that I've learned recently about her is that I think that she really enjoys driving, Ooh. which is not is like, um, is that super weird? No, but it's like, um, I'm surprised that she's like a little hell on wheels, Uma Thurman mm-hmm. kill bill. That's so Virgo of her. Um, I do want to remind you, this is a lightning round. Coolest instruments to play in a band. <laughs> Not the fiddle. Sorry, okay. fiddlers. Okay, be honest. Do you like reading? Absolutely. What color is Thursday? There is a correct answer. Periwinkle. Ooh, nice. Right. Who deserves to win the lottery? Ooh. The... <clears throat> It's a lightning round, Nick. It's yeah, it's a lightning, it's a, it's a lightning round. Um, you want to count you know, four in Spanish again? Have you heard about like, mind uh, melds? In you know, Grimace from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Seems like he's had a hard life, so I'd give it. Okay, I would okay. uh, go with Grimace. Would you take if you won the lottery? Would you take the annuity or the lump sum? Uh, the annuity is over time. Yes. Yes. Whew. But you get less taken out, right? If you do an annuity. Uh, if you get the, if you take the annuity, you get more over time, um, because you get it in installments, but if you take the lump sum, you get it all at once. Lump sum to invest in, uh, my community and frankly in the financial sector so that you can just grow it over time. I agree. I agree. Would it be funny to dye your arm hair? Yes. Uh, you get a little, get a little Bert and Ernie going on in there. Mm -hmm. What's the most badass job? job Ooh. aside from podcasting um that can be your answer the (laughs) i think it's really i think it would be very cool to be uh i'd love to meet someone who loves being a cab driver Mm, and like okay really good at it and almost acts as like a cab driver therapist where they're really helping out with stuff i'll uh the Jim Jarmusch movie Night on Earth. Nice. And last question. Can you sneeze if you're asleep? I'm sure I have. Uh, and I think it is possible. And anyone who thinks otherwise is watching me sleep. Wow. Okay. Amazing job. You passed barely because you barely. really were not following the directions of the lightning round, but <laughs> um, that's okay uh, because you are having sex with Lauren. And we are, and you're in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Additionally, you love each other, but yes, um, the much. penetration is really the most important thing that allows you to pass mm-hmm. um, this test. Yeah. Seals the deal. Yep. Seals the deal. Okay, Nick. Wow, it's been a pleasure. This is the longest episode ever. We were just chat, chat, chatting away. Chidero, and we took like three pee breaks. Mm-hmm. It's but- wonderful to be here. This is earnestly, I think, uh, my favorite pod of the moment and i listened to embarrassingly most of the podcasts produced in north america hours wow wow that is Um, high praise but i love i love all y'all y'all so funny and i love all the hotties out there Mm -hmm. in radio land uh thank and thanks so much for listening to them uh and it's where can we uh, find you on where can we find you on the web uh at instagram i am at kick nerdly uh mm. k-i-c-k-n-e-r-d-l-y 
a mm-hmm. uh, little variation on my name, Nick Curley, mm-hmm. and at Twitter, uh, at Viva Curley on twitter.com. Twitter. You'll find all the dates and deets for uh, improv and then just like stuff that I'd be writing. And mm-hmm. uh, in addition to various uh, thoughts and feelings about the world around us. Sick. Thank you so much, Nick. We've loved having you on. Thank you, Nick, for being here on Crazy Hot Pod. This has been Crazy Hot. We're Crazy Hot, and so are you. Join us next week when we finally figure out when we're going to get a Costco closer to our house. Bye. Bye. You did it. Another Crazy Hot on the books. If you have questions, want to inquire about ad space, get anonymous advice, or make a declaration of your undying love for us, you can email us at crazyhotpod at gmail.com. And find us on Instagram at crazyhotshow. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, you're, you're hot, hot as, as fuck. fuck. Mwah. That's perfect.